0: Women travel better in pairs, whether it's around the world, down the street, or everyday life. Meet life adventurers and crazy ass Cape Cod mothers. Stephanie Viva, local radio host, mother of five, two rescue dogs, 12 chickens, homesteading on a quarter acre lot. Lisa Bates, travel author, mother of three teenagers, including twin boys, one big dumb lab, and living on her own cul-de-sac palace. Women travel better in pairs. Hey everybody, it's Lisa and Stephanie. We are back at the Tides Inn in Virginia, and I'm pumped to talk to Joni she, Joni Carter, is our oyster expert. We met her at the front desk, and she's an Irvington resident.
1: Right, and from the, the, the Oyster Academy. I don't even like oysters, all right? We know that Lisa's not going to eat That's them. That's okay, so I'm we'll just still get that so right. so excited. More for get us. Get it out of the right? way. yeah More I'm for so us. excited for the whole rest of it, though, like how it happens and growing them and the whole nine yards. Well, we're New Englanders,
0: we're Cape Codders, and we love our oysters, and I'm so excited to talk to you about the difference and, and what's going on here in the Chesapeake Bay. Plus, you're a resident so you know, and you've kind of seen over your lifetime, the evolution of the oysters and you run an oyster academy. Hello. And we love the way you say water. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I grew, actually, I grew up here. My father was a country attorney here and we'd often get paid in oysters and crabs and really? seafood. Oh, so I guess that helps cool. qualify me as an oyster expert. Absolutely. I also uh, grow my own oysters, but I grow them to clean the water versus eating them. There okay. In Okay. A condemned area, um, and I have. I'm a master oyster gardener. How, so do, I ha- how wow. does one
0: become a master oyster gardener?
2: You have to go to classes at uh, Virginia Marine Institute, and they teach you all about you know any detail you would ever imagine. I'm so fascinated.
0: <laughs> I really am because I've and, seen them as babies, and it yes. is insane how quickly from seed to when you eat them? How long does that take usually?
2: Well, it depends on the oyster. The farm-raised will take about 16 to 18 months, which you probably know from New England. It's the same amount of time, I imagine. And the wild harvest, which we focus on a lot in our oyster academy, it takes about three years before they're able to pull them from the water. And it's a different kind of oyster. Um, There's a difference between the wild harvest and the farm-raised. One is a triploid, which has an extra... um, it's been altered to not to not reproduce but grow fast and that's what we find in our restaurants so those are like 95 percent of what we eat in a restaurant is a farm-raised oyster so um, the other thing I wanted to tell you is that my great grandfather and my great great grandfather were watermen just across the river here watermen. and so I love that word so work. they um, so I have briny blood it's in my that. blood oh. you know I can't help it briny blood
1: can you give the sort of layman's or oysters for dummies brief explanation as to how they clean the water
2: because I've heard that so many oh, okay. times sure. now yeah. um, an oyster will filter about 50 gallons of water a day Insane. so it's constantly going through the oysters. One single oyster. One single oyster. So when you get a farm that has thousands and thousands of oysters, they're constantly cleaning the water and um, feeding and, and cleaning at the same time. So that's... That's very cool. That's how they help our, our waterways. And we're struggling right now with the wild harvest because we have overconsumed and yeah. not not put shells back into the water. So at the academy, we teach people... About, you know, how we ended up where we are and then what we can do to help the native oyster, which is replace the shells. So when you go in a restaurant like here at the Tides Inn, we have folks that come and collect shells yep. and then put them back out. So that is helping oh, the environment and helping restore oysters because they like they like to grow on top of each other. Oh, I mean, they, yeah, that makes sense.
1: They'll grow on all
2: kinds of things, but they really want to be on a, on a shell, another shell. And so um, by restoring the oyster shells, which are actually a commodity in themselves right now, yeah, then you're restoring the because native people harvest. are
0: crafting and they're taking them from it. I had a lot of cluster oysters. When I was in South Carolina, that seemed to be the thing. You mm-hmm. could buy them in clusters. Mm-hmm. and that was just shell on shell, right?
2: That's how they grow. Okay. Naturally, naturally. Okay. Um, that's not the case with the farm raised. Yeah. They're, they're one by one. You buy them when they're babies and they, they grow. But the, um, the native oyster, the only time it can move is two weeks when it's trying to jump around on a little tail and find the perfect place to land. So I had <laughs> no idea. Yeah, so they're moving about, they can move as much as a mile looking for really that perfect place. Complex little creatures, right? Yes. right. <laughs> little. Well, once, they, once they find the place, they're gonna, they'll never move again. So it's not like you have to chase an oyster. (laughs)
1: Like a scallop, you know, it's very
0: different. (laughs) That's awesome. And I love how you call them watermen at home or fishermen. And now you've got watermen. Well,
2: Well, listen to this. I learned this at a waterman's museum. And they said that that term was brought over by the English. And so the only two places in the world where you'll hear the term Waterman is on the Chesapeake Bay and on the Thames in England. That's pretty fantastic. Excuse me, they brought it with the colonists. When Unbelievable. Had not heard yeah. it
1: until Jim started saying it to us when we were talking oh, the to water Jim Buda. Yeah. Right. And then that, when we got here, and I'm like, that is... A- well,
2: what do you have in New England?
1: Fishermen. Yeah. Fisher- That's what they are.
2: What if they get oysters? Are they still fishermen? They're still fishermen.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't differentiate. And they say it, fishermen.
2: <laughs> it's not
1: cute. <laughs> and we drink water, not water. <laughs> water. They're out on the water getting the
2: fish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, then you've got lobsters and... and Crab and yeah. lobstermen? Yeah. Lobstermen no. lobster or lobsterers oh, oh, are what they're what called. Yep. But they're still called that, like if you're an oyster person, you're st- you're a farmer.
1: Yeah, that's about as close. They call you a, You're farmer? a farmer. Oh, because they'll start. They'll talk about starting farms. Like my friend said, "Oh, mm-hmm. I started a little oyster farm," and I'm like, "Okay." So they do refer to
0: themselves if that's exactly what they're doing. They're not getting the natives. They're they're farming, and yeah, so we've got a lot of farms to clean up the areas. But we're so overfished as well in New England, right? To have something uh, like you're doing here with the native species. I love that. And also, we've got an ecologist here at the Tides Inn that we're going to be talking to in a little bit. What happened here? Is it just so industrial that it became so dirty that you thought, oysters, hey, well, let's fix it?
2: There, There's not one reason. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I did a project one time where I did focus groups with farmers trying to keep the nitrogen out of the water. Yep. You know, the nutrients yep. from fertilizer.
1: We definitely have that problem on Cape Cod?
2: Well, the farmer said it's not us. It's those green lawns you see. It's the developers. So there's finger pointing in both directions. We're getting better. I think our waters are cleaner than they were when I was a teenager. There's still a lot we have to do. So it is pollution and runoff. It's from Pennsylvania and in in the streams. And we have that, but we also had over-harvesting. I mean, when in the early days of oysters in the 1800s, most of the oysters came from the Chesapeake Bay, yeah. almost all of them. And there were a few probably in Cape Cod. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Just a couple. And a couple that swam really more than that mile. <laughs> so we harvest and we didn't put the shell back. So we didn't understand that what we were using the shells for building roads, for mortar and for... Um, plaster in colonial homes and sure. places like that. So we used oysters for a lot of different ways other than the way that they should have been. And you
0: didn't think, well, you, we thought it was refuse. So right. let's right. make use of this, but little did we know, we, it and needs to go back in the ocean. Right.
1: In the now water. that you know that there are these complex little filters, is there any danger to eating an oyster in water that's not clean? Like
2: Well, you know, our our regulators, I call them regulators, <laughs> they're the state folks, they're constantly testing water. Okay. And they do not allow the watermen to take out any oyster in a condemned area and they've designated areas that are condemned yeah we have so, the same situation so yes, we're we trying to be careful on that but i want to tell you about the oyster academy because it's a unique experience we have a special permit to go out there and actually pull up the oysters, and folks taste them right out of the water. Pretty fantastic! So uh, the waterman is has been trained to work with tourists and be able to talk to them because watermen like to work alone and they <laughs> or with their families. They work with their families a lot, and they really are not. I wouldn't say they're amazing communicators. Right, right. So, um, you know, our waterman is excellent. And he takes folks out six at a time. They get to taste oyster, an oyster fresh out of the water. And then they come back to the Tides in at the fish hawk, And they learn about shucking oysters, which is very important. I am so terrible at it. I really would like to get better
1: at it w- without stabbing myself.
2: Yeah, it's actually very dangerous. If yeah, you do it I,
1: I already looked at it like that's an accident waiting to happen for me.
2: Well, you see chefs that don't have gloves and you just ask them to show you their scars, yeah. Because right. they'll have them. They'll have lots of them, and uh, so that's one of the main things I teach folks that come in. I say, you know, you've got to have gloves. Don't listen to anybody else. Just wear those gloves. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people. Oh, I've going seen the, the three-fingered Wellfleet fishermen. <laughs> no, right? Yeah,
0: you have because we they've got the um, oyster fest that we've got every single year right. in Wellfleet, and they have the shuck off. And then you see, <laughs> and the, there was one guy. I swear he had three fingers left on one hand. Oh, oh, well, wow. I had a. Friend when I said Ooh. I was
1: doing this down here, he said, "Oh, okay. Well, whoever's teaching you, see how many digits they still have."
2: Ah. <laughs> right. It's it's a tough it's a tough job. And one of the um the guys that teaches at the Oyster Academy, he is actually second in the state in terms of speed. Oh wow! So oh. we've had some really fast shuckers here. We had one lady. Her name is Deborah sure. Pratt, and she. Went to Ireland twice in an in international competition. For I, speed. I love this. That's-
0: <laughs> what do you do? I'm here for speed shucking.
1: <laughs> I see something new for Stephanie, right? The
0: competitive side of you is coming it's, out it's a little. Don't you do that in New England? Yeah, right. <laughs> We're very competitive. There's got to be an art or a skill or a way, and I would just like to know the pressure point and where it is to to see well, how to do that.
2: You know what's funny about that? It's actually depends on the oyster that you get ah if you get a wild harvest oyster those are about three years old mm-hmm. versus the farm raise that's a year and a half and the shell on the farm raise is a lot thinner mm-hmm. and so I would go in the front of the side of a because of the chipping that happens. Yep. But on the wild harvest, I like to go in on the hinge Okay. and break it open then. Because it's thicker. Yes, and it won't chip and get in your oyster. Ah, yes,
0: and we've all had the chip in the oyster. That
2: ruins it. (laughs) It really (laughs) does ruin the entire experience. So
0: taste-wise, what is the difference between a Chesapeake Bay oyster versus any other place? Well,
2: (laughs) oysters take the taste of where they're grown, just like wine does. So there's the... There's the terroir and the mirroir, mirroir being the water, terroir being the land. And even within this local region that we have here, they're different tastes. Mm -hmm. There are actually um, eight taste regions in the state of Virginia. The closer you are, generally, the closer you are to the ocean, the saltier. Ours in this area are smooth and buttery and mild salt, you know, kind of like not too much you know just yeah. enough and that's what makes our rappahannocks so much better than a, a lot of others for example there there are oysters in north carolina that are actually called emeralds okay and they feed off green algae and they are green oh you know, wow they have green gills incredible so oh. they're all kinds based on where they were harvested so that's fantastic cool. yeah so
0: what else are we learning at the Oyster Academy?
2: We go out with a waterman, and he talks about conservation and how oysters grow. And part of this is to support the local waterman. This is something that they can do and maybe not harvest um, oysters and let them let them grow on the oyster reefs and have income in that way. It's mm. always a it's always a balance between conservation and production. Yes. So you've got that balance there. Right. And we do have a lot of regulations for the watermen. I'm sure that's the case in yes. New yes. England as well. Yes well Absolutely. so it's hard to be a waterman it's very difficult and very expensive
0: you gotta roll with the tides like literally yeah. yes, what you got is what you got today definitely.
2: and then they come back and they pair different kinds of oysters with wine they learn how folks learn how to shock by an expert Yep. not me but an expert <laughs> <laughs> and then they pair it with some of the local wines here so they can do a tasting we believe that miroir and terroir in the same places, kind of go together. Yeah. So they pair well. It's a unique experience, and we have special permitting to do this. Um, we only do it on a Saturday when the weather's good. Yeah. You know, I mean, a waterman will go out in any weather, like the postman. That's it. But right. not not some of the folks who are here at the yeah. resort. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're vacationing
0: here, you're See coming to
2: the Tides Inn. You want to book
1: this ahead of time. This is something you you need to plan for
2: you do we're only do it we only do it in the spring and the fall okay um and we do it on saturdays we have permits to do it three days a week but we only do it on the saturdays generally and there are only six people allowed because the captain has what he's called a six six pack i love it which, ah. <laughs> which uh, speaking I, my language you probably Joni. have that up north <laughs> too and um So the six-packs allow six people and a first mate. So sometimes I go and help as the first mate because I just love to get on the boat. Absolutely. I didn't enjoy it as a child. I mean, we always had boats, you know, and we go out and stay for hours. Now it's so different for me. I jump on any chance I can (laughs) get because it is invigorating, and it's just gorgeous out there.
1: I agree with you. We had a boat growing up. Couldn't stand going on the boat. My parents were going on the boat. It was this little boat, and I'm like, eh. We just got a boat a year or so ago. I've never been more relaxed in my life. I oh, can't yeah. wait to just... I go sit in a pond. Yeah, I'm like, there I'm good. you go. I'm good. No one can talk to me. Look <laughs> at it out here.
2: And, you know, with COVID, recreation that you can do without right. people around you and you can have fresh air and just feel kind of free. Well, yeah. We, we haven't felt that way. Well, that's
1: one of the beauties and one of the reasons we're here is working with the Tides into how great it is to be at a resort mm-hmm. because it, you've done such a good job with the COVID practices here and there is so much to do of it is outside. Yeah, and you don't have
0: to leave and you've got, you know, your set areas. You don't have to go to
1: restaurants. You don't have to do anything. You can if you want to, but... There's so much here. Like, I wish we could stay a week.
2: Yeah. Well, just sitting here and looking out at the water is calming and beautiful. It really There's is. something it really very is. calming about water. <laughs> I
0: sat here for an hour last night in an Adirondack chair and just looked at it. And I was we like, did I was fine. I didn't need to... anything. Right. Joni, before we let you go, what should we all take away from the Oyster Academy and all of the things that we can learn from our ecology here? What are things people can do to help out?
2: Well, I think one of the biggest thing you can do is if you eat oysters, and you love oysters like I do, think about the shells. Every time you, you eat. eat a half shell somewhere, ask the restaurant, are, you know are you recycling these shells? Because a little pressure there would help. I know there's some big recycle programs in every city, and the point is just to get those uh, shells back in the water so they mm-hmm. can start growing more. Yeah. oysters I with wonder the wild how good
1: harvest. we are at that on the Cape. That's just an interesting question. I know, the takeaway. Throw yeah. your
0: shells back in the ocean. Right? We could do it too, right? Just throw it back in.
2: Well, it's a little more complicated than that. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, that's why I want to make sure. Right. You just, you don't, you don't throw them in because they could be contaminated. You have to uh, let them bake in the sun a little bit and, and make sure that they don't have any weird things on them from the restaurants. But if they're clean shells, then they can go in at at that point all right do recycle your shelves
0: excellent thank you very much now where do people get information about the oyster academy and get signed up
2: well the tides in if you go to the tides in website you can find everything you need to know about the oyster academy and uh, plan ahead um once again it's spring and in the fall when it's the best time to go out because sometimes it gets really really hot here yep and you don't want to go out and on the water for that amount of time when it's when it's so hot but yes um Call the tides in. Uh, really, you get a full day, and you know you get to see all aspects. I've had. I had a doctor from Fredericksburg who came who had never eaten an oyster. What? Uh, yes. And he left being an oyster nut like me. Oh, I But love then it. I've had people who, you know, couldn't stop oysters when we, you know, had to say, hey, we're, we're <laughs> out for now. You shut up. You know? It's a
1: three pound limit per person. <laughs>
2: <laughs> because really there are people who will eat 40 oysters in, a, in one That's setting. incredible. Yeah. Oh, we were
0: my. over at the Fish Hawk Gosh. restaurant yesterday and Sophie was absolutely fantastic. We got a good little history of... Of the tides in and we just really enjoyed that spot over there. So that's the perfect spot for you to learn about oysters, shuck some oysters, try some oysters, great
1: food. Wine. Even if you don't like oysters, I know. Yeah there was
0: they've got a good burger for you. They
1: do. <laughs> Joni, a
0: resident expert here at the Tides Inn. It's Lisa and Stephanie. We'll be back with more oyster talk, more fun stuff from the Tides Inn. I know. (laughs) We're going out on the water now. I know. We're we're going to go be water men ourselves.